We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game betting odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Aaron Rodgers looking for Devontae Adams. He's got it! DJ Moore has a pass to the end zone. Jonathan Taylor, touchdown. Hello everyone, welcome back to Road of His Overtime on Road of His Radio, brought to you by Blue Wire. My name is Colin Kelly, you can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland, and I'm joined once again by Sean Siegel, co-host of the Road of His Overtime podcast, also co-host of the Stealing Bananas podcast, and as always you can find Sean's work up on rotoviz.com. Sean, normally when we record our show on Tuesday, we talk all things the week previous and that the week previous is over i'm just not 100 sure but i'm pretty confident that this is the first time we've recorded a tuesday show where two matches on the week remained as we have tuesday night football coming up this afternoon in the the u.s or tonight here for me in, in ireland we do have a special offer coming up on the road of his subscriptions you'll want to stay tuned to the end of the show to find out a little bit more about that Strange week 15, strange scoring in week 15, but week 15 is not over yet. Um, one of the most unique weeks, I guess we'll say, in, uh, in, I guess definitely in recent memory, but maybe maybe in long-distance memory as well for NFL fantasy football. Yeah, it, it's been a crazy one. And fortunately, big picture things are better in 2021. But in terms of how it's affected fantasy football, this has actually been a crazier season than 2020 in terms of all the different things moving around, all the different moving pieces. We have plenty of people who are not eligible to play each week. We have teams moving around on the schedule. And then we have crowds back in stadiums with the crowd noise not necessarily getting the shootouts we got last year which was kind of fun and called this may be i haven't had a chance to go through and look at all of the specific stats but this may be 
I, I don't know if statistically it was definitively the worst quarterback week in my lifetime, but especially sort of in in recent memory, when you consider the moves in the direction of more efficient passing offenses with higher completion rates, fewer interceptions, teams understanding how they needed to structure their passing offenses in order to move the ball, not have turnovers, win football games, all of that kind of thing. I mean, this was the worst week of quarterback play ever. And it was kind of fun because we got off to a great start with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. And so if you had those guys and then some other options, like I did myself in a league um, and Ben and I are playing in a main event league where our opponent played Tom Brady instead of Herbert. I mean, there were situations and Tom Brady has scored a ton of points this season. And so having him in as opposed to only three guys, you know, that's not an egregious decision, especially when you look at some of the things the Saints had done defensively coming into this game. Obviously, we get the really sad news with Chris Godwin going out. You and I have him on some teams and just he had had a fantastic season. He was one of the two guys who I'd recommended this year as having that kind of Stefan Diggs blow up potential. I think a lot of that came out with him. His scoring levels were extremely high. The volume he was getting through the roof. He's a young guy. I've seen you know, a variety of conjecture on how this injury will affect him and his free agency and what kind of contract he'll get. You know, still young, very dynamic, does a lot of things well. Obviously, you can use him underneath. He's a little bit better vertical receiver than the Buccaneers have demonstrated this year because that's not really something Tom Brady can throw anymore. And I'm optimistic for him. You know, we'd love to have him on the Kansas City Chiefs, all of those kinds of things. I do think that this type of an injury, you know, makes that more difficult. Right, it's just a very sad development for him. Obviously, they lose Mike Evans. Rob Gronkowski has a nightmare performance. They lose Leonard Fournette, which is much more relevant in the passing game than it is in the running game, where obviously Ronald Jones is better. But Ronald Jones is not going to have that same impact as a receiver, and they no longer have Gio Bernard, so you get that shutout. But if anything, Tom Brady's performance, as remarkable as it was for oh, a clear-cut Hall of Famer and someone who is going to top a lot of arguments as or a lot of lists he's gonna win a lot of arguments top a lot of lists as the best quarterback ever for him to get shut out and it's always fun because you know philip rivers had the the permanent pout during the games he would go delay of game delay of game spike the ball you have the crimea rivers signs up in the crowd philip rivers super entertaining also an awesome quarterback but there's nothing that quite beats Tom Brady pouting on the sidelines. And so, you know, he, he's won enough games. He's not going to really, I don't think, begrudge us the opportunity to enjoy his pouting. But Tom Brady getting shut up, I mean, that wasn't even one of the worst performances of the week, right? You have Kirk Cousins last night throwing for 87 yards. One of the most beautiful interceptions I have ever seen in my life. Um and I have to say, Ben uh, Ben Gretz has been having a wonderful time on Twitter with it. But some of the some of the things is just incredible the way the way the way that was passed downfield. But I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like that. You know, in Kirk Cousins' defense, obviously there's holding on that play. Justin Jefferson falls down. Justin Jefferson is Superman. Perhaps he would have gotten out there and made a play on that ball. But it is kind of funny because that 
did look like the softest pass thrown in the history of the NFL. And that includes like three yard screen passes. I don't think a ball has ever been thrown <laughs> with less velocity than that right there. So, I mean, Kirk Cousins, you know, we also got the, the call on the telecast. The, the Monday night group is, is doing a pretty good job. We love those guys. Uh, Kirk Cousins was not brought to Minnesota to win Super Bowls. He was not brought to Minnesota to win playoff games. He was brought to Minnesota just simply because he can, I mean, he's a quarterback who can walk and <laughs> has a right arm. I mean, NFL teams are desperate for someone who has been decent. You don't bring Kirk Cousins anywhere, and they're paying him like hundreds of millions of dollars, right? All that is is to try and get to like six and whatever. All you're trying to do when you bring Kirk Cousins in is not have the number one pick in the next year's draft is to not be the New York Jets, to not be the Jacksonville Jaguars. You didn't bring him in to win playoff games because that's not in his skill set. Come on. So we have the situation here where Justin Jefferson obliterates coverage the entire night, has you know, three catches or whatever. He does score that touchdown column. Maybe it was that you and I were rooting against him a little bit in our best ball league. I would hate to think that that would have jinxed Justin Jefferson. Obviously, we're playing him in the main event. Our main event team did all right. The scores in the main event are super low. Um, we kind of have to hope that continues through the Cooper Cup performance. His teams are out there salivating, saying, yes, the scores are low, but that's because Cooper Cup has not played, and Cooper Cup is the 2021 MVP. Colin, he could be held down a little bit. That would help us. Our team still did all right, and our best ball team currently in first place so if we can hold off these two tuesday games you mentioned the tuesday games i think we've had several one tuesday game situations definitely last year but this may be the first two tuesday game four teams yet to play a lot to still be decided as we cruise towards christmas yeah and i must uh, i must just mention this too the stat i thought these things happen, but Kirk Cousins had um, 87 passing yards and two touchdowns. But, you know, you'd think then, well, oh, you know, it's going to be a terrible night for Justin Jefferson. But Jefferson had four for 47 and one touchdown. So just a weird night um, all around in the, the Vikings-Bears game. I wasn't expecting big things from, you know, an offensive perspective. But with all the injuries to the Bears defense, particularly in the secondary, I thought that we would get more to Justin Jefferson. But we have you know learn to adapt our expectations um with with Kirk Cousins um especially on those downfield passes but Sean you mentioned a couple of things there regarding the main event uh team sitting in the top 100 at the minute so two weeks to go there in the sprint uh, we'll see how things play out but as this week shows if you if you have one massive week where other teams maybe have down weeks you can you can make movement but the the most exciting thing for us this current week was the the best ball tournament that we're in over at the ffpc we did talk a little bit about it last week but um things looking good um still ways that things could fall apart completely for us with four teams left to play but it would take some really out there scenarios for us not to finish in the top three and and with the top three finish we would advance to the i guess you could say the semi-final week but it would be the second last week there it wouldn't technically be a, a semi-final scenario but the top three teams from each league next week where there'll be four leagues of 12 left would head on to that 12 team final in week 17 and that would have a top prize of that 12 team league of uh, one hundred thousand dollars up top so 
I think uh, if we win, if we win through this week, Sean, we win through next week. I think we would be we'd be pretty damn excited heading into week seventeen. But we'll not count our our chickens yet. We'll keep we'll keep moving forward. But that team was led by some of the biggest performers of the week, and one of those guys was Mark Andrews. We did have Travis Kelsey have a, a massive showing on the. The Thursday night football game. We also have that team with Jonathan Taylor. So we don't have Kelsey, but we do have Mark Andrews. Um, he put up 40.6 points this week in tight end premium scoring. Jonathan Taylor as well put up 23 points this week. And that really was bolstered by that rushing touchdown of 67 yards on, you know, pretty much pretty much in the time where we thought they're just gonna run into the line and, and see this out. So that was a massive uh, spike for us there at the end and for anyone that's rostering Jonathan Taylor but we will talk a little bit more about that roster about some of the main performers of the week and of course Sean's piece on the Monday review up on rotaviz.com we'll do that right after this break NFL football is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find NFL tickets anymore because tech pick that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. One of my bucket list items is certainly to head on over and see my Green Bay Packers over in Green Bay at Lambeau Field. I'm super excited to see how this season plays out for the Packers. Whether it's the Packers or any other team that you want to head and get in on the action this season and attend a game. Whether it's a home game for your favourite team or it's on the road, TickPick has you covered. Visit TickPick.com slash Rotoviz to save 10% on your first order. So if you're thinking of going to a game this season, don't wait. Head on over, get those tickets. That is techpick.com slash rotoviz. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sean, the basketball team that we're talking about, I guess, will tie it in with some of the players we talk about. But it also had Devontae Adams, who um, had a, a very reasonable game, but for him, lower than uh, we would usually expect, was double covered most of the night. But we did also have the 
reigning NFL MVP and uh, soon to be the 2021 NFL MVP, Aaron Rodgers as our, our quarterback there. So I think uh, we were talking about this before the show and the possibility that we may have one of the, the potentially best rosters left. So hopefully things don't go completely downhill and when we record tomorrow's podcast that we're, uh, we're out of the tournament. But thing, things looking pretty good. But I think to start, I think tight end is probably the the big story of the week with both Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey having those massive weeks. And I guess Mark Andrews having the huge week as well with the fact that Lamar Jackson was was also out of action. We did have Travis Kelsey and Andrews both have the same targets and receptions on the week. They had 13 targets, 10 receptions, but Kelsey with 191 yards and Andrews with 136 yards, both with two touchdowns. Just massive, massive performances from both guys. It's crazy, right? So you can use our tools in a variety of ways. You can pull up the Monday review tool. It has wide receivers and tight ends in there together because obviously they have similar stats that are reporting. Then you can then you can click to pick either one or the other. But looking at them together first is interesting sometimes. And you have this huge game from Tyreek Hill where he has 33 points, and you're thinking, well, that may be the high from that group for the week, but it wasn't. As you mentioned, both of those tight ends, you can look at it in non-premium. You can look at it in the weekly stat explorer and then the individual player pages they have sections where you can pull up the ffpc scoring to see how it looks in premium but even without the premium right you have travis kelsey go over 40 you have mark andrews go over 35 you mentioned the crazy stats for those two guys and then hunter henry also comes in with a game where he has six receptions 77 yards two touchdowns he was really the lone bright spot for the patriots as they get rolled over by uh, just a, an ascending Indianapolis Colts squad that, I mean, again, you think about this week and it just was crazy. You have this game here, Colin, I just, the, the stats here are sort of hard to fathom, right? The Colts win going away in a game that Carson Wentz completed five passes for 57 yards. So, I mean, he's he's looking over at Kirk Cousins and thinking that's a pretty good game right there. I mean, that's 87 <laughs> yards and it's two touchdowns. So you you have that, and then I mean the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I think that you you know we we give the quarterbacks a hard time, and they definitely deserve it in many of these cases. And yet you have to give the overall team a lot of credit for just the the overall competitiveness that these players are showing. The Pittsburgh Steelers managed to rally from 10 nothing down against a Tennessee Titans team that, yeah, I mean, it's a wounded Titans team. They don't have a ton of their key players, but this is battling for a number one seed for the Titans for a playoff spot for the Steelers. And they more or less rally back without, as I can tell, like picking up first downs. You have Najee Harris, 12 carries, 18 yards. You have their leading receivers, Deontay Johnson, with five catches for 38 yards. And this is a game where... I mean, that's just the entire defense rampaging over Ryan Tannehill. And so, again, just a crazy day, a lot of low scores. But the tight ends, it, I mean, this was one where you had to have, you had to have these big tight end scores in order to get to the top of the leaderboard, in order to, uh, you know, do what we're doing here with the best ball. Obviously, it's Mark Andrews teams versus Travis Kelsey teams in terms of who's looking to advance in that and uh, this was kind of an interesting topic I think throughout the season Ben and I talked about it last week I mentioned how you know I was saying that because Travis Kelsey hadn't performed as well because Darren Waller had gotten injured 
that I didn't think we were necessarily going to see these early tight end picks next year in the same way, kind of predicting wall-to-wall running backs and then then mentioning in the article here that that take didn't even necessarily make it through to the point where that episode was released the next day because Travis Kelsey goes (laughs) off on Thursday night, right? And so you see his performance, you see Mark Andrews. Andrews is the guy who is tricky because you go into the season with the Baltimore Ravens having had this extreme run-heavy approach and it's hard to see where the volume comes, especially when you have a guy like Marquise Brown, you have this potential for Rashad Bateman to be uh, more involved. If you have multiple receivers who are any good at all in this low volume passing offense, just where does it come from? So Mark Andrews drops a little bit because it's hard to imagine him maintaining or sort of (laughs) regaining that incredibly efficiency that he had in 2019 that dropped down to just good efficiency in 2020. And, you know, now we're back to where we're getting all of these touchdowns. We're getting the downfield attacking plays to him. I mean, Mark Andrews is not an underneath tight end. And then you're getting the touchdowns. And so all of this together and with the Ravens changing so much, it's one of these things that we have to always keep in mind is that when you have teams that are extremely pass heavy, they tend to still be pass heavy the next year, even if it's not extreme. Teams that are extremely run heavy, they tend to be run heavy the next year, even if it's not as extreme. But every once in a while, you can get these big flips. This has hurt us kind of in the opposite direction with the Cincinnati Bengals. And it is one of the reasons why it's not that you want to discard all of that or forget what you know about how these teams play, but you want to create exposure to elite players because there's so much that we don't know. But one of the things that we do know is that Mark Andrews is awesome. And so you want to have him in there. Now, do I wish at this point that we had even more? (laughs) Definitely. But I do like the way that he's kind of sprinkled into these best ball teams and I mean, that's just a huge weapon as we head into the end of the season here. You mentioned Kelsey and Andrews and the stats that they put up. One of the things that I thought was kind of interesting for Kelsey is that he has this kind of crazy double triple, right? Where he has triple digit air yards with 105, triple digit yards after the catch with 104. Obviously, he has the signature touchdown to win that game in overtime where he catches it. And this kind of jogging towards the end zone in some ways, but makes this great run after the catch. These are some of the things that you've gotten with Travis Kelsey through the years. I mean, he had this stretch in the middle of the season column where he was dropping third downs, where he was having a hard time getting open. He looked very frustrated. He seemed like one of the guys who mentally was struggling with the turnovers that they were having, with the stalled drives they were having, with the fact that they weren't getting the explosive plays. And you think about that a little bit in the context of, you know, every year from a dynasty and even from a redraft perspective, there's a little bit of concern with Kelsey because he's up into the 30s. And anytime that you get players into their 30s, even if they've been awesome, you know that the collapse could come. And if it does come, it's much harder to dig back out of it than if you're like you're Chris Godwin and you're still in your mid-20s, right? And so you have all these different things kind of going on. He goes through that down stretch and you're thinking, okay, well, is this the beginning of the end? Not from the perspective that Travis Kelsey is going to suddenly be no good. But if he's a top five pick or even a first round pick, if he is the foundation point for your team, if you're passing up players like a Devontae Adams or a Tyreek Hill or a Jonathan Taylor, an Austin Eckler, in order to get a tight end, that tight end can't be merely good. And so there were some concerns at midseason. The Chiefs have really come out of this now. And so, you know, we kind of always joke about the Chiefs-Packers Super Bowl, in part because those are our two teams. And if those are your two teams and they're two of the better teams, you're obviously going to make these projections that they are the Super Bowl favorites column. We're to the point now where they're the clear Super Bowl favorites. 
right? You saw the big weaknesses that the other AFC contenders have this week. We saw the big weaknesses the NFC contenders have this week with the Arizona Cardinals going down in complete and utter disarray. It doesn't mean that we'll have Chiefs Packers. A lot of things could still happen. Any given game can go a lot of different directions, as the Detroit Lions reminded us this current week. You know, when you're talking to playoff teams in the playoffs, anything can happen. But you have to like where you are if you're the Chiefs. You have to like where you are if you're the Packers. And these are the two of the only teams right now that have thriving passing offenses. And based on everything that we know about football and what wins games, that is the key. If you have that and nobody else does, you're just in a phenomenal situation. Yeah, and strangely enough with both of those teams, and we didn't really see it this week with the Packers, um, but both of those teams defensively have improved dramatically compared to maybe what we even had expected um, at the start of the season. So both teams are are starting to do good on offense, but also you know strengthening up on on defense. So we'll see how things progress from here. But yeah, both those teams looking really really good as we move forward. Sean, it was definitely a week where you had to have those tight ends and and particularly in tight end premium to put you in with a very strong shot. I have some leagues where I was able to not have those guys and still make it true. I actually had one league um, where uh, kind of a win and end situation for the playoffs and um, was able to scrape by. It didn't look too good after things started out off with going up against Travis Kelsey, but uh, things did work out. Like This week, the one thing you would say is, you know, if you are a Travis Kelsey drafter and then you end up in a situation where maybe you have the likes off Najee Harris, uh, you know, you have certain players where you're thinking, oh, I'm going to have guaranteed points here and things really slowed down for some players uh this week so there was a, a road back i guess you could say for for opponents but we'll see how other leagues play out as we have tuesday night football coming up we will talk more about wide receiver sean on the wednesday show we'll also recap some of the tuesday games but a couple of wide receivers that are starting to make their way into lineups and, and become quite interesting that we can talk about particularly guys who are in their second or third seasons and even in their first season as well, in the case of the likes of uh, Aman Ross St. Brown. But when we look through it, the one player that I was going to touch on today before we kind of jump into those guys maybe on, on tomorrow's show is MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling for the Packers. He's a player that we've touched on a number of times over the offseason, into the season, as the season progressed, as to how things could play out with this Packers offense with a secondary option potentially stepping forward. We did see Alan Lazard step forward last week, but we still both liked kind of the upside of MVS to, to finish the season. You know what this week that he has eight wide receiver one performances in his four-year career, and when he's healthy, he's always a threat. And he has had his injury issues. He's had issues in seasons with drops and, and much more. But he, you mentioned over the last four games, he has more air yards, uh, than Devontae Adams and Lazard combined. So combining those two guys, they have 465 air yards. And then with uh, MVS, he has 531 air yards. He is somebody who is 100% a downfield threat, but is starting to add, you know, contested catches and things like that to his game since he returned from injury. And, you know, a couple of times every single game, and it hasn't clicked at all this season on those deep shots. We've seen it again this week where, Rogers takes a deep shot but the connection just hasn't worked out for whatever reason it's a bit like we've talked about with Tyreek Hill and um, Patrick Mahomes where they're taking those shots but they're always missing by you know a yard or two here or there 
we've seen a spike week from uh, MVS this week, but they're going to continue to take those shots downfield. And I think there's quite a strong chance over these last, you know, two, three weeks of the season that they do connect on one or one or two of those. What's your thoughts on Valdez Scantling, I guess, as, you know, a year on year prospect and in terms of like a, as a Packers fan, more so than anything, I have him on a few of my dynasty rosters, but that league that I actually was able to overcome facing Travis Kelsey this week, uh, MBS was somebody who was in the, the flex spot for me in that league. So what's your thoughts on uh, MBS as we move forward, maybe even beyond this season? Yeah, those guys are just very intriguing. And, you know, we've talked about it on the shows recently about how much we like him and Alan Lazard. Ben and I were trying to decide whether or not to play Lazard in one of our deep leagues this week. And it came down, we decided to stick with Jeff Wilson, which was very much the right play. But the other one that I was thinking a little bit about was Jerry Judy. And, you know, I joked about some of the other games. If anything, the Broncos Bengals game was the worst NFL football game that I've ever seen. It was definitely the worst game I've seen between two teams that are decent. Yeah, two teams that have playoff aspirations, we could say. But yeah, that was very bad. And with Alan Lazard, you you look back and you're like, man, those two touchdowns, he almost had them. And with Jerry Judy, you look back and you're like, that one catch, he almost had one catch. And the Broncos are in this weird situation and we keep promoting Javante Williams and you know, he's on our best ball team. He scored a few points this week. I have a first round projection in my Monday article. He is in that first round. Uh, he had a carry in this game column where he was swarmed in the backfield knocked all the way back from like the six or seven to the goal line you're starting to think well if he reverses field or loses balance and they don't give him some forward progress I and mean, he's on the verge of getting himself a safety here and i mean he looks like he's about to fall down sideways regains his balance breaks three or four more tackles slices through the defense and picks up nine yards and it's just like, I mean, that play is not going to go down as a huge play in fantasy unless, you know, your final margin of victory comes down to 0.9 points or less, which has happened to all of us in on occasion. And so maybe it will come down to that. But the talent level that he demonstrates weekly is just insane. And so that was the thing that jumped out at me at the in the Broncos game. That's sort of a digression from my point here about Lazard and Jerry Judy. I... I like these guys. I think that if Aaron Rodgers had liked these guys and given them a chance, it's just another area where he's kind of failed as a leader, right? Because if he had just stuck around, I'm not going to put up with that. I'm not going to put up with that. <laughs> I think that was. I think that was just an attempt to get me to step in. <laughs> no, we have we have things like, oh, you know, I'm going to switch teams because they selected Jordan Love, and oh, you know, even I don't think he ever said that. Though. I don't. I don't. No, you can, but that. but the whole point is they don't have enough. Is that what the media said about him? Was it or? Well, <laughs> must have been Adam Shafter dropped that one. <laughs> we had this situation where, you know, to, to come back this year after he decides not to have training camp and set him up for uh, getting embarrassed in week one, you know, all of these losses that the Packers have had, they'd be undefeated if Aaron Rodgers had just come out and said, you know, look, we've got a Super Bowl team. Let's go win the Super Bowl. But, you know, he, he wants Randall Cobb to come in. That did work out in some ways. Cobb had a couple of decent games, but, Lazard and Valdez-Scantling continue to 
look better than their prospect profiles and their prospect profiles had some interesting things on them, right? And so you look at the size athleticism package that these guys have and yeah, it, when you're with Aaron Rodgers, then you should have that. It's a little bit like what we have with Gabriel Davis where it's bizarre to me that he comes in with this sort of undervalued prospect profile and seemingly undervalued even by his team because, and I go through it in the list because this is one of our other guys from this week where, I mean, he has this super hot finish to last year and, you know, a rising rookie ready for the second year jump. And what do they do? Bring in Emmanuel Sanders. And then the offense doesn't work. And you're like, well, why does the offense not work? There are plenty of other things going on, right? Defenses are adjusting. Josh Allen has to adjust and play better and improve his decision-making and accuracy. He's doing that a little bit, but you finally have Gabriel Davis out there now. And Davis looks exactly like what we saw with Aaron Rodgers and so many of his guys. When you're thinking about peak Aaron Rodgers seasons, where the number two and even the number three can go off for double digit touchdowns and have this crazy touchdown rate because Josh Allen slash Aaron Rodgers are going to have a high touchdown percentage. They're going to have a high touchdown percentage in the red zone and the number one guy is going to score a lot although Stefan Diggs has been a little bit disappointing there's no way around that but the number one guy is going to score a lot but the defensive attention for him is going to create these opportunities for the number two for the number three that's where we are now with MVS and Lazard and the Packers look like they're ready to take advantage of it and just steamroll teams they look like they're ready to take advantage of it and blow people out on their way to the Super Bowl. And so you hope they don't have the fluke turnovers that they had last year when they lose to the Buccaneers, that kind of thing. But you have Aaron Jones. He made a very nice play in this game. He's not playing a lot, but when he's in there, electric. You've got A.J. Dillon just blasting through this loaded defensive line. I mean, they have the team. And Valdez Scantling with the huge game in this one, I kind of joke in the article that, you know, he's got those crazy air yard numbers. His air conversion, you know, maybe not quite the same, right? You're thinking, well, you know, how does Devontae Adams have all those points if MVS has all the air yards? Well, Adams has a 1.4 air conversion ratio during that span, and MVS is below 0.6, right? So that's a pretty big gap. But again, you're going to have different target profiles based on depth of target. You're going to complete fewer of those deep passes, as you mentioned. You have a different skill level profile. But even with that, MVS clearly brings something important and unique to the table Lazard does as well this was kind of a, a strange one here where you know Aaron Rodgers actually missed some throws in this game that the Packers and Rodgers himself could have had a monster performance I mean he has Lazard in the end zone twice especially the second time wide open and misses him and so you look at Lazard's number too where you're like 4.5 well you know even in a sort of a deeper league or a desperation scenario can I play the Packers number three when this is what I'm going to get. Well, it just depends. I mean, if you, clearly if you have a, a clear starter, you play the clear starter, but this could have been a, a borderline 20 point game from Lazard as well. If they hit on a few of those passes, you know, you're looking at Aaron Rodgers as like the guy as we're heading into the fantasy semifinals. And you're looking at this Packers offense as being an unstoppable juggernaut. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm hoping is going to happen. But um, in terms, I just wanted to mention, you mentioned about the turnovers last year in the NFC Championship game. Something I was looking up prior to this game as a Packers fan was Rodgers closing in on Brett Favre for the all-time touchdown uh, leader for the Packers. They are now tied at 442 apiece, so Rodgers likely will surpass that this coming weekend. But um, 
just in terms of the numbers for the 422 touchdowns for Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, Favre had 286 interceptions in that time. Rodgers currently has 93, which I, I that was the stat out of them all that kind of blew me away. But Rodgers also has over 1,700 less passing attempts to get to that number. So incredible numbers. Sean was being blasphemous earlier when he was berating Aaron Rodgers, but I'll stand for no such thing here on the on the show today. But uh, looking forward to bringing you another show on Thursday. We will um, we'll figure out we may we will be recording a show a third show of the week, and that will either come out for Saturday or maybe for Friday, depending on how the rest of the Road of His Radio scheduling filters out this week. But we will have three shows coming your way as always. Thank you for the continued support throughout the year. Hopefully, you'll hear a few more shows before the new year but wishing you a happy holiday season wherever you are listening i know we have listeners all over the world and colin i just wanted to jump in here too as as you take us out of here in your calm and and deep voiced fashion that the people love so much in the comments that we get and we appreciate all those reading and reviews if you want to give us a tiny little christmas present you can get in there and just refresh the one that you currently has that helps us with the algorithm but our christmas opportunity for you we've taken five more dollars off of the one-year subscription and so when you use that and then you get your discount with the rv radio coupon code you're going to have the best price that you can get on this one-year subscription and this is a great time as we go into the prospect season as we go into rookie season as we go into the early best ball season for next year obviously Uh, That part of it fills me with enthusiasm, but the other thing is as you're doing your final Christmas shopping here, we all know that there's that one person that's either hard to shop for or you just, you miss, right? Your Kirk Cousins and you've got the guys wide open and you just cannot execute. You get out of the mall and you don't have the presence for this one person, but that person happens to be a football fan. Maybe they play fantasy in a recreational league and you're trying to get them to be a hardcore fantasy addict like yourself also again the main thing here you just forgot to get them a christmas present or it doesn't make sense to to go in a different route just too much effort that one year subscription to rotaviz we have a christmas sale this week it's five dollars off for you trying to make that a little bit easier uh, we appreciate all you guys are doing and as column says have a merry christmas have a happy holidays however you're celebrating we are thinking of you sending out good vibes and Uh, This is a great time of year. Hope everybody has the health and the safe travels they need to enjoy the holiday season. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Sean there with a, I'm getting really impressed with Sean and his uh, ad reads and stuff throughout the the second half here of of 2021. An amazing watch. But um, anyone that you're thinking of that stock and stuff for, I guess, for, um, get them a, a road of his NFL pass. If you do use that code, RV Radio 2021, um, it will get you that discount over at rotaviz.com. And if you have any questions about how to do it, if you get confused at all, if it's a little bit tricky, maybe you have some questions about the person you're shopping for, just send us a quick email to rotavizmain at gmail.com. Dave Cabin uh, both answers that email and runs the subscription part of it. He'll be able to help you out. So again, if you have any questions, just send us a quick email. We'll, we'll straighten you out. Make sure it's an easy process to go through and that there aren't any hurdles there. That's perfect. And uh, we will be back on Thursday with another show. You all have seen bananas coming your way this week as well. Make sure you subscribe to both feeds as well as the other shows on Rotoviz Radio. Pretty packed schedule coming your way over the next two weeks as the, the season 
gets to that climax and uh, hopefully that leads to fantasy championships along the way my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at over to Ireland. my co-host is sean siegel make sure you're checking out sean's work including the piece we talked about today on the show up on rotaviz.com and until we're back on thursday have a good one Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.